Fuel, the podcast for fixing underperformance and evolving leadership within the automotive industry. Fuel is bringing you the latest in proven strategies and techniques that can take your service department to the next level. Welcome out to the Fuel Podcast. I'm at the NADA in Las Vegas live, and I'm with Kevin Jurgens. He's the VP of Fixed Ops over the Norm Marines Auto Group. Kev, how you doing, bud? Hey, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. What do you think about the NADA show so far? You know, it's been fun. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of excitement, uh, a lot of energy, you know, good, good meals. Um, yeah, it's, it's fun coming here because it is such a small industry. So to reconnect with you know, people from past previous lives, previous uh, positions and jobs, it's fun. Absolutely. So one of the things I know that, that's kind of big, you're on the advisory council with Dynatron. Yes. You know, and, and we have something new coming out that you're a part of and you're, and you're kind of working with as well. And they call it the, the FOVPG, the, Vic, the Fixed Ops Virtual Performance. So what is that to you? Like, like if, if somebody asks, hey, what does that mean? It's a lot of interesting letters, but, but kind of what does that mean? Kind of what's your perception of that or how would you explain it? Yeah, I, I would explain it. Um, you know, it's a group of uh, everybody in the, in the 20 group in this group, all high-performing operators, bright people, uh, those people that the, the dealers are electing to sit on the, participate in the 20 group are high performers, a lot of young, energetic guys with you know, good new ideas, trying to grow their careers. So it's fun to be in an environment where you know, everybody is trying to win and trying to do better. And I think that just overall, the Dynatron has done a nice job of getting high-performing groups. And those high-performing groups are bringing their most talented uh, young professionals to contribute ideas, to take ideas away. But it's, it's exciting because you know, there are a lot of ideas shared and a lot of questions asked, vulnerable. You know, that's something that I ask of my uh, fixed directors, um, fixed managers, parts managers that are participating, be vulnerable, ask questions. So when I think about the fixed operations uh, group that has been put together, you know, I'd say it's, it's a group of people that are all aspiring to do good things you know, in, in the industry, in their departments, contribute, take things away. So that's, that's kind of my high level of what's going on. Let's come together, right? Like the Beatles song, come together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but everybody's got a 20 group, right? You can run around and there's 20 groups here and there's 20 groups there. There's 20 groups for owners and GMs and then service managers, FODs and stuff like that. What would you say is the biggest difference of what you're trying to do with Dynatron and this FOVPG? Yeah, I mean, I, I knew that I was going to come here and talk to you, and so I did solicit some feedback from our service managers and parts managers that participate. And one of the things you know, that I think is special about this group, a lot of the 20 groups, you're looking at lines of a financial statement, you're looking at you know, macro revenue, gross, and to, to the benefit of this group is going one layer deeper and looking at what are the drivers of gross? What are... You know, you, you either increase traffic, you sell more, or you, you, you increase your prices. And what the, the information that we review, the composite information, it allows you to go deeper than just that line on a financial statement and the drivers. For instance, 
you know, your, your flat rate hours per MPI done. That's something as a group that we really focus on. And, you know, I, we, we do a good job. The Norm Reeves Auto Group does a good job of taking care of their customers, of presenting MPIs, and we, we call it the Norm Reeves way of doing business. And it's fun because we, we do have high performers, but for them to be able to see other operations and see, hey, I'm not the, the best in class in these areas, you know, it, it, I say humble, but it, it lets them know, hey, there are other ways to do business and to drive hours per RO, you know, hours sold after MPI, menu sales. There are other ways to do business where we can gain incrementally. So the, the, the data that we really look at in this 20 group is, you know, one, one more layer of the onion pulled back and, and looking more specifically at the transactions and and uh, I think it's good to look, especially for operators in a dealership, to be looking at the data and, and information at that level. Is that, that's where the differences are made. You know, a tenth here, a hundredth here. You know, it's those little tweaks that end up being tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's, it's impressive with the data being able to say another $3 would do what? And, and they're like another three dollars gives me another fifteen hundred dollars a month, yes. and so those micro adjustments and being able to understand those. And I would say, also, I mean, from my understanding as far as how we getting people involved and in this twenty group, how is the interaction between not just parts and service, but I would say fixed op side and your general managers? How is that going? How is that relationship being built in these twenty groups? It's it's been healthy and. Uh, it, it's fun because it is different. We don't have any other, we haven't had any other event where the general manager is partnering that tight with our fixed ops department managers. So it's cool for them to come together and, you know, for, you know, eight hours, six hours, you know, every other month to come together and really look at the business that granularly. So I think one, it's, it's really beneficial for the general manager because as you know, most of our general managers come up through the variable side. Yeah. So this is really enlightening for them and it's allowing them to peek behind the curtain as, you know, hey, how are we really making money? And so I think it's educational for the general managers uh, just as much as it is for the, for, the, uh, for the department managers. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a huge culture change for your stores. Now you have more of a unified front where a general manager is not scared to go and stand on the lane for 15 minutes to kind of get a better understanding of what's going on. And the service director, the, or the service manager is like, why are you here? You know, yeah. go back to your tower and things like that. So I think the more that they can also understand, and I guess some of the data would help them with this, is how would they look at the, the um, financials or how they look at the revenue versus how fixed ops looks at the revenue? Because yes. sometimes they can look at it completely different. I mean, ultimately, it's how much money we take in, in the blue bag to the bank, right? But that's not just the part of it, especially when we look at percentages and understanding changes and effective labor rate, labor gross profit, and then overall volume. So, I mean, do you, do you feel like this is, is moving in a direction just keep evolving? Yes, it's healthy. You know, and one of the things that we talk about at, in our dealer group is having a smart and a healthy leadership group. And smart being, you know, technic technical expertise and really understanding, hey, this is how we do business. But then you have the healthy side of the business where are the managers working well together? 
and by having the general manager work with the fixed department managers, the empathy and the understanding of what it takes to move the numbers, I think it's healthy for the organization, you know, just as much as it is smart learning, you know, what are the, the specifics that are driving these numbers, that's the smart aspect, but the fact that, you know, that they're working together on it as a team, you know, I, I think that's a healthy part of it. Well, I mean, yeah, it just grows the relationship. You know, understanding what the left hand's telling the right hand and that aspect of it. And I'm, I know I've, I've always been at odds with what the front people are doing. Y'all just stay in the front. You know, we've got it in the back. And so there's never really been a good line of communication. So I think what you're doing and partnering with Dynatron to do this is, is really kind of revolutionary as far as changing not just the mindset, but would you say the, the overall culture of your store? For sure. Yeah? For sure. Um, yeah, yeah, you touched on it. I think historically, you know, stereotypical general manager comes back and says, hey, you know, expense is out of control. Hey, we, we need, you know, we're tracking off our gross number. But again, having an understanding of, you know, uh, just a deeper understanding of the department is, is healthy for the culture, as you said. Well, I definitely think it can help you where you can bend, you know. It's all expenses, expenses, expenses. Every single year you have to deal with it we got to cut expenses or we got to review expenses or we have to look at it a certain way. But now it kind of gives you an idea of like, yeah, we, we need to look at this, but we can bend and, and invest in this because this is the, what we're going to get out of. Let it. me share an example with you. So one of the initiatives that we've started with our group is having a, a non-wrenching shop foreman. So having a, a shop foreman whose you know, paycheck isn't dependent on them turning a wrench. They're, the the non-wrenching shop foreman is a leader in the shop. And, you know, their, their job is to help groom technicians do more thorough MPIs. And the way that we actually bonus and spiff these non-wrenching shop foremen is using Dynatron data and that hour sold after MPI. And we've seen, we've seen growth in that number. And if the general manager is just looking at top line gross, you know, they don't, they don't realize that, hey, traffic's down. We're in an environment right now where with Honda, you know, Honda Service Pass, we have uh, what used to be customer pay ROs now getting transferred to warranty. And so you're seeing the shift in where the money is at and where the money is generated on the financial statement. It's moving. So, you know, how do you really, you know, tell, is the team doing a good job? And I share that example of the, the, the shop foreman because their leadership and them guiding express technicians in doing a thorough walk around and and training them on how to do a, an MPI we're seeing the benefits of that behavior in the hours sold after MPI and and you know that's just an example of you know how we use Dynatron and you know the general manager's perspective of the shop you know because a lot of times the, the first reaction of the general manager is, hey, I, I don't want to have a non-productive <laughs> right. shop form. Here we have, you know, the, the, the baddest, most technically sound technician in the shop, and you're saying that that technician isn't going to turn the wrench. But when you look at the impact that he has over the 20 technicians in the shop and the, the productivity that's enhanced and, and – the ability for the service consultants to sell service because we're doing a more thorough multi-point inspection and we're taking media and touching on things. Um, you know, we're, we're justifying 
that role and and that expense. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point. Like, this may be your top guy as far as turning wrenches or diagnosing, but how do we clone him, right? And giving him the ability to mentor, to walk around, to touch people, we're trying to clone that guy, not just wear him out and make that be our top earner or try to fish the market for another one of him. I had, we had another podcast where one of our other coaches, uh, Daryl Greer, he said, I, as a manager, I was always hoping that perfect technician would walk in and have everything that I need. Good luck. That's right. Good luck. And so I think, like, you definitely have an opportunity that you've kind of developed is, like, now the culture of growing your technicians is I'm trying to clone this guy in other technicians with what you're building here. And that gives the general manager the, the ability to, to take a step back and say, okay, I understand why this process is happening yes. and what the ultimate result's going to be. So that's fantastic. Yeah, so, I, want to, I want to touch on something you said a couple minutes ago. You mentioned micro adjustments. Yes. And that, that resonated with me because overall our operations, I mean, we, we have high-performing service departments. And for the most part, things aren't broken and so, you know, when we're looking at how do we improve, it's not, you know, it, it's not big drastic changes. It's all about those micro adjustments. And it's hard to make the micro adjustments if you can't see the data. You can't see the, I, I say micro data, but you can't peel back below just a line on a financial. Yeah, well, like you said earlier, the granular data, you know, being able to drill down into that, you know, it's a term we like to use at Donatron, the drill technique of getting you know, with the RO, with the line, I mean, getting into some of the, 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 the aspects of it, you know, but I, I think what you're kind of touching on or what, what I like to peel back on as well is it sounds like when you're working with Dynatron that you're, you're not working with somebody that we would consider a consultant, right? Because Wait, sorry, say that one more time. Uh, when you're working with Dynatron, you're, you're not working with somebody that you would consider a sole, solely an, a consultant, Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's more of a partnership because it's not those big changes. A lot of times when people, especially like if a GM signs up a store and he just tells the service manager, hey, here we go. You're going to roll with it. It's not these big changes and me coming in and pulling back the veil and saying this is what you're bad at. It's more of like you said, it's a partnership of kind of rolling with that. So do you feel like working with Dynatron in that aspect is more of a partnership or, or more on the consulting side? Well, I'll give you another example. You know, we, we, we talked a little bit earlier about the drivers of re- revenue. Either yep. you increase traffic, you sell more, you, you charge more. And the easy button in the business is to increase your labor rates. Yep. Hey, I want to drive more revenue, more gross. Let's increase our labor rates. But I, I work with John Colleen, and any time that I get a request, hey, I want to increase our prices, we're looking back on you know, the, the information, the 13-month composite where we can see the trend in our labor rates and we can see what the median average is for that make. You know, because Honda is different than Toyota, that's different than Ford, that's different than Subaru. And so, you know, we, we, we want to understand, okay, what's, what's happening with, you know, all of our Honda stores? What's their la- uh, competitive, the, their labor rate on their oil changes or their maintenance services or their repairs? And we can see if we're in line or we're out of whack. And most of our operations are in California. Yeah. So we tend to skew a little bit higher. But I'm, I'm reluctant to, you know, increase our labor grids because that, that's where we can turn customers off. Yeah. And just making sure that we're competitive in the marketplace there. And where is the opportunity? Is it, you know, selling more? Is it driving more traffic? You know, uh, other than just, hey, let's increase our, 
our labor rates. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> one of those things where it, it's it's always a balance because you could have a really good effective labor rate increase, but what happens if your labor gross profit's going down when your labor GP goes up? Well, what's going on with your shop? Who are you giving the work to? Are you giving out raises? Did you add on another guy? So some of these aspects, is this some of the stuff that you get into in that 20 group as well? Like, do you get granular with that more too as well? Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. But I, I, you know, where, where I think the partnership with Dynatron, we work closely with John Colleen and our strategy as a group, we, we, we're a volume. We, we talk about our strategic anchors, the Norm Reeves group. We want to be the number one in volume. And, and that doesn't mean that, you know, a small store, we may have a smaller store, you know, in Rockwall, Texas, and you say, hey, what's number one in volume mean there? Well, it's not going to be the same volume as, you know, our, our, our store in Cerritos. Right, yeah. You know, but what, in, in talking about our strategic anchors, number one in volume, number one in profitability, number one in customer experience, number one in employee experience, you know, we, we want to make sure that for our maintenance services that we're priced competitively. We have all the IRFs, the independent... The, the Jiffy Lubes, and we need to make sure that our oil changes are competitive in that space. You know, our maintenance services, you know, highly competitive. And frankly, we, we talk about the non-wrenching shop foreman and the yep. investment that we make in our technicians to be factory trained, to send them to training. That's where we deserve to make money. And so, you know, we're working with Dynatron so that we are strategic in how we're pricing you know, that, that's, that's a key thing for our organization, and that, that's a key. And, um, you know, I say secret sauce here. We're, we're talking about <laughs> it on a podcast here, so I'm putting it out there to everybody. Um, I don't know if we've, if, if we've covered that strategy with, you know, in the 20 group, but, um, you know, it's certainly one of the benefits that we've, we're able to look at it. Again, we talk about granular you, you look at your labor rate. No, we look at our labor rate in different buckets in a granularity that allows us to be strategic in how we go to market. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, I mean, like, when you first got on with Dynatron, like, what was your thought? Like, when you, when you first heard about Dynatron and you, you started down this path working with John Colleen, right, yes. what, what, what was your initial impact? And then kind of what I would say, how's that grown into what's your favorite aspect of it now? Well, so it's interesting that you say that because I, I was uh, six to eight years removed from fixed operations when I came in as the vice president of fixed operations for the Norm Reeves Group. So I, I, I hadn't been into the weeds, you know, in years and lo looking at our excess reports, our financials, you know, I, I could understand what was going on in the group, but it wasn't until... You know, I saw a lot of the data in Dynatron in our Dynatron uh, uh, dashboards that I was really able to understand how we're doing in all these different parts of the fixed operations business. You know, so again, it it created visibility into, you know, it, it allowed us to craft a strategy. And J John Clean is a black belt when it comes to. <laughs> yeah, he is understanding i mean he he has such an understanding of all those details so you know having someone to bounce questions off of when i get a service manager that's looking to make a tweak you know whether it be their labor grid or just process um you know it he, he's a resource that i can hey what you know what do you see what what are your thoughts and it's just one more thing to help 
us make sound business decisions. I mean, I think that's huge. I mean, especially for the listeners or anybody out there that's not on Dynatron or, or kind of wondering what we do. Hearing somebody like yourself who, who was removed, would you say six years or something like that before? Yeah. And yes. then now you're coming in and it's like, hey, I, I kind of need somebody to not really help me, but just kind of give me another set of forensic, forensic eyes. Right. Well, it speeds it up. How long if I didn't have access to the information and I didn't have access to John Clean, if I was to ask myself, how long would it take me to get up to speed and have the understanding that I that I was able to garner in a short period of time? How long would that have taken me if I didn't have the resources? I I don't know the answer, but it would have been a long time <laughs> if 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 at all, if at all. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, now kind of like getting into it, I mean. You know, you're, we, we've got the FOVPG. What are some other trends that you're seeing, you know, that, that you're trying to make a shift or trying to put a little bit more focus on in 2024 with your stores? You know, you've got a lot of, a lot of things brewing, but what's, what's one of the things that you're like, you know, we're really going to be looking at focusing on this moving into 2024? Yeah, some of the perspective that we've gained, you know, we, we look at capacity. And w- one of the things that we are trying to do as, a, as an organization is be more convenient to do business with. You know, so what, what's what's convenience? You know, you, you need to have your car serviced, and if we can't get you in for five days because we don't have the capacity, that's not convenient. No. You know, so um, in in the FOPD, there are some of the operators that run 24-hour shifts that do un- creative things with, you know, doing their PDIs after hours so that they can open capacity during the workday when it's convenient for customers to do business with us. So again, I, I shared with you be, at the beginning of this that, that there are high performing groups with sharp, young, innovative people that are fi- finding answers to challenges like how do you increase capacity in an environment when it's hard to get technicians? You know, how, when, when you're constrained with regards to your facility, a lot of the operators in these 20 groups are in other, you know, Chicago and other areas where you know land it's tough to have a a 60 bay shop okay how do we do more out of a 15 bay 15 lift shop you know with parking constraints well it's those creative things doing recon after hours and and it what what that enables is that my my team sees oh here are other people that have found answers and it gets them open-minded into what are other ways that we can do business to increase capacity and be more convenient. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, one of my mottos has always been, there's always got to be a better way. Like, even if that way is the best way for now, there always has to be a better way to look at it, look outside the box. And so I like how you put together earlier high performers, like A players and high performers, and humble at the same time. I haven't had any luck yet finding any high-level players that are humble at the same time. Is, is that your experience? Yeah, you, you have to be. I mean, you, you know, we, we, I do, we do outperform the average stores in our particular OEMs. But like you said, the, the business is evolving. The business is changing. You know, here we have EV, you know, coming to market. And, you know, how, how do we make money and, and keep revenue being generated, you know, when the, the products that we're servicing don't have the same you know, repair opportunity or maintenance opportunity that, you know, the ice engines do. So we we need to be humble and open-minded. We can't continue to do business two years from now the way we did business in 2019 or else we won't be successful. How do we retain the tire business 
and, and being able to look at, at those details so that we make tweaks, whether it be bring in drive over alignment machines, you know, at all of our stores so that we're doing that for every customer so we can retain the EV business. That's just an example of, you know, where you need to be nimble and, and you can, we, we have great leaders in the Norm Reeves auto group, but I think in order to be successful, not just today, but in the future, you have to be humble. Yeah, that's outstanding. Yeah, because it's so much more easier to see that opportunity when you can be open-minded. You know, yeah, I know you've been in the business for X amount of years. And, yeah, I know that you've done it this way and you've been successful. But there's always got to be a better way. So even if it's not right now, you've got to be open to be able to evolve, like you said. And I think that's put just great the way you said it. And we, we hire, so one of our focuses as a group, as we're touching on this idea of being a high performer, but what, while also being humble, you know, we, we hire for culture fit just as much as we do technical ability and, and past performance. So we, we talked earlier about having a smart organization and a healthy organization. Yeah. You know, sometimes we, we may hire or promote someone that doesn't have the same, you know, extensive work history as someone else, but when we look at their culture fit, you know, are they humble? You look at our, our uh, core values, you know, a servant's attitude, someone that's, that's, that they're not too, too big to pick up trash or to step in and help clean something up. So that one of our core values is servant's attitude. You know, having fun on the job is, is one of our core values. Integrity, uh, teamwork, you know, so we, we don't just hire for technical expertise. We hire for culture fit. And I think that that's one of the things that, one, en- enables us to benefit from a 20 group mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it, is, it is funny because some of our guys do think, hey, we're, we're, we're the best, baddest, biggest Honda f- fixed <laughs> operations department. And then they see somebody else that's doing things a different way and generating better results in a in one, you know, function or aspect of the business. And so it, it causes them to, you know, reevaluate, you know, how can I do better? That's fantastic. Well, I mean, that's what you want, right? You want them to always kind of taking a gut check and, like you say, being humble, but just it's got to be a little bit better today than it was yesterday. Yes. And so, and that's a hard thing to do because you know how it is. You get in ruts. You get pulled down. It's, it's just I'm just trying to just trying to close out the month, man. And so – it's like that struggle, but I think it's like you said, do you feel like you've got a good process of building that culture all the time? We've really worked on it. Um, one, one of the things I think that's a challenge to that is, you know, maybe you have a new manager in the business or you have a, a department that was running really well, but for whatever reason, we lost a high-performing service consultant. And then the service manager, service director, is now working in the business instead of on the business. And so they're pulled down into, you know, helping write ROs or close out ROs or whatever it is. And it makes it challenging to, you know, look up and look ahead three months, a year. And, hey, where do we want to be? We want to open capacity. If they're constantly working in the business, it's very hard for them to set up, you know, projects so that you know they're working on the business and benefiting you know in the long term not just generating revenue and and customer satisfaction today but you know making sure that that they're looking ahead 
so that yeah, it's hard to off. see that. It's hard to be able to to see the overall benefit, like you said, when you're having to consistently work in it. If I got to take time to work in it, there's no time to really work on it to see the overall aspect of it. So I think that's huge that you guys are doing, and it's awesome that you're you're doing this with us and the the FOVPG that we've got going with you guys and things like that. Um, so, um, I, you know, kind of as I start to wrap up the podcast, every time I wrap up, I always like to leave my guests like with a final thought of, of anything that you kind of want to bring to the table or bring to the listeners that's out there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think the, the, I, it's important to have a network, uh, that, that you can bounce ideas off of and, one of the things that we're trying to do is is get away from, um, you know, s- storing ROs, hard paper, hard copies, files, and get into a digital, you know, a digital experience where we're scanning ROs and we don't have to carry the paper, you know, c- carry paper and store paper. And I share that with you because, you know, one of the benefits of having a network is, you know, being able to reach out to someone and hey, I'm 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 trying to accomplish this or I'm I have this challenge in the business and you know how are other stores you know going digital and, and digitally archiving their repair orders and things. And so I, I, I share that with you because you know in order to be successful in life or in you know in, in business, having a network of people that are all sharp, you want to surround yourself with people that have the same goals and are trying to grow. And uh, j- just grateful um, to be part of the group and to have resources like yourself, Marine, John. Uh, you know, it, it does make a difference. Well, we love having you, Kevin, man. And I love having you on this podcast. Think you'll come back? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All right, brother. Well, that'll conclude this episode uh, live from NADA 2024 with uh, Mr. Kevin Jurgens over here, VP Fixed Ops for the uh, Norm Reeves Auto Group. And thank you again, brother. You got it. I'll let absolutely. you get back to the circus now. Cool. <laughs> thank you for joining another episode of the Field Podcast. Always be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to be notified when new episodes are being dropped. And click the link below to review any of the show notes for additional information. Or you can email the Fuel Podcast with the link as we encourage any feedback or any questions or comments from our listeners. Until next time, I'm your host, Alex Keyes, with the Fuel Podcast for fixing underperformance and evolving leadership.